Hi friends, Evelina here. Welcome to the Homecomings Podcast, an audible initiative sharing vulnerable conversations with purpose-driven creatives on their life journeys, all with the intention to inspire people listening to discover the meaning of home in their own lives and come deeper back to their truest versions of self. We use home as a metaphor to represent all that beckons comfort, familiarity, and belonging for your unique life journey. Whether that's through the work that you do, the people you surround yourself with, or the things that bring you the most joy in life, Because to live a life with more home means to live a more mindful and beautiful life. And isn't that the greatest intention for us all? I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Hello, friends. Happy Tuesday. Here this week with episode four. Episode four, we're almost 50% of the way through season one, which is so wild when I think about the early beginnings and stages of this podcast journey, um, which I didn't even realize were going to be a podcast journey. I just thought I'm going to have a few casual conversations with my clients to feature them on my website and my portfolio. But then it just organically grew into this podcast initiative. And now I'm already on to season two and recording and I'm really embracing this journey. And I'm so excited to be able to continue just having these really authentic, genuine conversations with purpose-driven people on their life journeys. Um, It's just been so fulfilling and I've gotten such beautiful feedback. So for everyone um, who has reached out with their thoughts and sentiments and feedback, all the things, I just want to just take a moment and say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Truly, it means so much. And I'm so excited to continue continue Uh, rolling out the rest of the episodes of this season, including this one today with my guests, Lisa and Kaylin from Ratio. I'm so pumped for this one, guys. I mean, I know I say this every week, but it's because every conversation I've had has just been so great. And as I go to edit the episodes, you know, I'm re-listening, I'm pulling sound bites, um, I'm overlaying audio or like the text captions and all that. And I'm like, whoa, there's so much goodness in here. And this one is no exception. Lisa and Kaylin, um, they're incredible. They are a best friend duo who founded Ratio NYC, which is a Botox fillers and peels company um, that started off originally as a concierge service, but now has blossomed organically into an incredible, when we had a conversation, this was just a couple months ago, they were at 350 clients. and maybe they have doubled by now because they are just blowing up and it's so beautiful to see. Um, but, uh, two best friend co-founders of a really incredible company that came to me through a lovely referral for brand identity and strategy help with their business. When we had gotten in touch, this was at some point, maybe mid last year, I want to say, so this was 20, 22, maybe early summertime, they had a name for their business. They had just started it at the beginning of the year, kind of going full time, but they didn't have an identity. They didn't have a logo. They didn't have a website. Um, they knew what, what they were doing, how they were positioning themselves, but there was so much opportunity for really honing in on their purpose and extracting their edge, what they do specifically what they're doing in their industry, in the Botox industry that differentiates them from competitors. And as someone going in totally in the dark, I don't know anything about the space. It was actually really fascinating for me to work with Lisa and Kaylin and get to know more about 
uh, ratio, their business, how they do business, how they are so uniquely and beautifully differentiating themselves through their competitors. And we dive into all of that in the conversation. I think I would say from my experience working with the ladies um, and through our intimate strategy process, I was able to so clearly see how it is that they're so different for one. And you will see this during the conversation. Their personality is so bright and warm and bubbly, and they're so friendly. And we dive into this as a really important talking point of embracing your inherent self and leading with that because that's such a strong suit for them specifically in their industry and the work that they do. When you think about service-based industries, especially something intimate when it comes to beauty, they are dealing with with Botox, which is so vulnerable and intimate. Like you think about someone working on your face, which is the most visible part of your body. How do you trust someone to actually do a procedure like that for you? There's so much around trust and comfort and safety that needs to be involved. And so we honed in on a lot of those topics and subjects during our strategy process. And essentially what came out of that was not that they, not that they needed permission at all, but it was more so like highlighting more of Lisa and Kaylin's unique traits to further capitalize and hone in on the fact that they are doing this in their business. They are creating a space where clients come to them and they naturally feel so safe and trusted, um, you know, in their skills and expertise, just given the beautiful people and souls that they are. And you will see in this conversation, just how bubbly and warm and friendly the ladies are. So that was, that was a huge part of our work together. Um, in addition to crafting a really special brand identity for ratio. Um, I think what was really rewarding for me. And I felt a lot of, I will just say comfort in this discussion, um, centered around the topic of imposter syndrome, you know, starting businesses and feeling like, am I good enough? Am I doing this the right way? You know, whether it's looking at how other people are doing it or always just doubting ourselves, Lisa and Kaylin both super vulnerably share their experiences with how they started ratio and have basically been navigating and overcoming imposter syndrome along their really incredible organic growth journey. Another lovely talking point was why slow and steady growth is so key. And it's dependent again, because you know, you hear the overnight success stories, you know, a video goes viral or someone gets recognized and they blow up overnight. Is that always, you know, cause I think a lot of people feel this type of allure by that and maybe searching for it. Like, I just want to be an influencer and I just want to blow up. I just want my content to be recognized. But when you think for a second, like if that was to actually happen, would I be ready for it? Do I have the infrastructure in my business? Is my nervous system even ready to have, you know, X amount of people follow me? This actually blew my mind. I had heard someone on a podcast discussing this, you know, everyone is always seeking more growth and more money and more visibility. But if you actually pause for a second and dream into what that looks like, like what if tomorrow a video of yours goes viral and you have 100,000 new followers or you have 5,000 people buy your program and then all of a sudden they're reaching out with questions on how to use it or they're complaining, like would your business actually be ready for that? And would you personally, and again, from like a nervous system perspective, be ready for it? And that's something I really had to sit with for myself and thinking like, I actually don't think that I would. And I don't even know if I want that because if I think about my business today, it's been a very gradual, slow unfolding. And it's been, 
I feel like it's been going at like the most perfect pace. Of course, there are seasons that are just so, you know, they could be busier and I could be a little overwhelmed and stressed. And then there are those slower seasons where I'm wishing it was a little bit more. But overall, if I was to take the average, it's been actually really lovely. And it was so amazing to hear Lisa and Kaylin talk about their organic growth journey that was very slow and steady, um, but has been so supportive all along the way. And I think the, the fact that just blows my mind so much, and this is such a testament to both the ladies, how they work and just how incredible they are at what they do. They have a 100% client retention rate, which is amazing. Or at least when we were working together, those were their numbers. And I was like, whoa, okay, let's dive into this. Let's talk about what you're doing, why this is like so critical in your business. And we dive into that a little bit. And they talk about all of the high touch points that they have in their journey. And specifically, again, going back to their inherent and authentic selves and their personalities, why it's so critical to lead with that authenticity when you're operating your business, because that is where that trust is cultivated. And um, you know that growth that you're seeking will come from. So this is just a really beautiful, empowering conversation. Um, and talking to the both of them, they're my first duo, uh, best friend co-founders. And it was amazing too, to understand their friendship and how they work together in business and how their business has actually strengthened their friendship. Because I know there's a stigma. Um, well, I don't even want to say a stigma because it, it is actually true in a lot of cases. Best friends or any types of friends starting businesses, the business can be the the detriment to, to their friendship. Um, it could really pull them apart. But in this case, it actually brought Lisa and Kaylin together. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Lisa and Kaylin from Ratio NYC. So excited to meet here and chat with you. Thanks yes. for having us. Of course. Well, I'm so excited to have you both on. You are actually my first duo. <laughs> So, yes, yes, welcome as my first duo. So to kick off, um, I actually wanted to ask you both, and I forget if you both shared, but given the duo nature of both of you and the relationship you share at Ratio, how did you two first meet? Yeah, so we were, um, we both went to the same college. I was a year ahead of Lisa in school. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we kind of moved to the city around the same time. And we had a mutual friend who was like my best friend and um, then became my college that became like her best friend. She was here for like a year before. And then she kind of connected us. Her name was Sophie. Um, yeah. And that was like 10 years, years ago, ago, like a long, it was a decent amount of time ago. Um, and then we kind of became best friends. Lisa was the first person I ever practiced Botox, Botox on, on like all, all those years ago. And over the years, like our relationship just got closer. I continued mm-hmm. like treating her. Mm-hmm. Um, and injecting her and Lisa was really the one that was like, everyone should have this like experience. service experience. Like we can do this. Um, like let's kind of like break off and like change the narrative around injectables and like make them accessible to like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, we always say it's like sisters helping sisters. So we, just honestly, like where we think very similarly um, and very differently and differently. We understand information differently, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. But we like process it and we process I, it differently. Yeah, but we, we process like, it differently, but we're always on the same page yes, at the end of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we just kind of it was like organic. Um, 
and like when we start actually started ratio, right. It was kind of like, I, she had a job that she did. Oh yeah. I worked in finance. Um, my background's as a CPA. I think the question though was how did we like meet? I know. Keep going because this is literally, so this was going to be my, my next segment in kind of unpacking the beginnings of ratio. Um, so feel free to end on that thought and then we'll dive yeah, in. Well, your I know. I wanted to go like to the interpretation of like, how <laughs> I met Caitlin. <laughs> well, Let's hear it from your side, Lisa. My <laughs> side is this was Sophie's best friend and yeah. Sophie was my best friend. And I thought Caitlin was like hilarious. Like when I met her. Yeah, you were. And you were like <laughs> Sophie's like hilarious friend. Like I thought, I like always thought Caitlin was like a hurricane. Yeah, like, I was. I was. Like, and I was always like a little bit intimidated by her because she was like very mm. outspoken and I was less out, like a little bit less or shy, I guess, whatever. Um, and we like immediately after like hanging out in group settings, like a lot started just hanging out the two of us and realized we had like the same sense of humors. Like, and of course that makes sense. We had a mutual best friend. Like, yeah. We all thought um, the same stuff was like funny or this or that. Um, and then we got closer and closer. And I remember, I forget where we were, but we were sitting at a table and Kaylin was staring at my forehead. <laughs> I have a big forehead and I had a lot of movement. And she was like, do you want to come in for Botox? I'm learning how to do it. And I was like, and I like had never looked at my forehead before, like got anything of it. And I was like, you were looking, like, it was bothering you? Like, you were looking at it? And she's Is like, it yeah. that apparent? She's like, I couldn't stop staring at it. I was like, please and let me fix She's it. like, please, let, like, come in. And I was like, absolutely. I And, like, she had, you had asked, like, other friends, too, and, like, nobody was uh, yeah. nobody was down. I don't know why. Maybe We were still really young. So we were like, young, so, like, it wasn't a thing. And, like, Botox also 10 years ago had this very, like, stigma to it. It was, like, taboo. It was, like, unknown. It was like scary. What is it? Whatever. But I trusted unapproachable, her. It was yeah. unapproachable. And but when the way she said it, I was like, "Yeah, I'm down to clown." And ever since then, we've been down to clown. <laughs> yes. And she. You're now with ratio. And yes, and then so she treated me. I like loved it. I couldn't believe like once I learned like the science behind it, and then having like my best friend when I had something that was bothering me about my face, her being able to like see it. Like, she's, like, very, like, artistic. I'm very, like, black and white, like, mathematical, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really cool. We complimented each other. And then, yes, then um, basically I was like, Kaylin, everyone should have, like, this experience that I have. Like, so many people want to know about, like, dermal fillers and Botox, but they don't know where to start. And to have somebody like you explaining it and it yeah. be like very personalized. I was like, I get my best friend to just do this all the time, like for fun. Like we could make a business out of it. I hated my job. Um, the practice she was at was like, like she was the director of non-invasive aesthetics. Like she was doing this for eight years. She's like very good at what she does. But like medical practices just in the industry are always, always just seem to be chaotically run. Like, and my dad's a doctor too. So like I had seen that too. Um, so we were like, let's team up. Let's like 
quit our jobs, take the plunge and like, see if we can actually do this. Yeah. Lisa was kind of the one that was like, I think we can like actually like, like do make this. A business. Like we like, can this make this happen. This doesn't exist anywhere else. Like you're either going to her plastics office where they charge like a ton of money for like this, right? Because it's a very lucrative business or what started to come like pop up around were these franchises like Peachy, Plump, like chop, we call them like, like chop shops. shops. Like we're like, okay, they they have a great business model, but it still was like not very personalized. Yeah, like they saw for like X. They, they saw for, for like X. the like, like the, um, the accessibility. Yeah, part. accessibility and like on affordability, like affordability and stuff like that. And I was like, we have something different. We have something special. You're an expert, and people just want to talk about it and like know that like someone cares. And yeah. like we, care. we always say, we care too much. Both yeah, of us yeah. are workers and perfectionists, I would say. Yeah. And like, even when I was in the industry, like I felt really weird, like um, asking people for like $23 a unit for Botox, like what I would never pay for that or be able to like pay for that. Like, I just felt like it was very like limiting onto who could yeah. benefit from it. And that was again, like, it was very expensive. Exactly. Mm. So that's always been our model of like accessibility, like um, girlfriends helping girlfriends, not having to sacrifice like expertise or quality um, because it doesn't need to be like that serious. And that's why we've done other things too, like where we're referral only, we like lower overhead, we rent Mm -hmm. like a room out of a spa instead of like having our own build out. And all those things are very intentional in how we run their business just so that we're able to keep our prices low and we started as concierge so we all we all we had to start was a name um and our little briefcase not even like came later we like yeah we didn't have a name for a while we're like we don't know um and we had our little briefcase and we'd go into people's homes and from there we picked up traction and then we started renting a space and then we figured out our bomb ass name exactly. yes no i i love i yeah. love origin story so much and i think what's so fascinating about your origin story like many i find is um you know there's always you're kind of following you're walking the path and it's like unfolding in front of you right like i imagine that when you guys first connected i mean you were never probably thinking that this is where you were going to end up so no. i'm curious uh, yeah i'm curious like if there were any points in the journey that maybe alluded to both of you having started a business together, or was it after that first Botox appointment that you had Lisa with Kaylin, or was it over a series of them where you were like, Oh, actually like that light bulb went off. Like when was that light bulb moment? (laughs) Well, like I kind of always had that feeling of like, I don't want to be in this industry, like under my current like circumstances. So even Mm -hmm. while I, like there was about two or three years that I ended up like working in the ICU, like switching gears completely, like, because not that anything was wrong with like my previous like setup, it was just what I could, like what was offered and like kind of like the dynamic in a plastics office was not really like aligned with like what I wanted Mm -hmm. to like offer and achieve. So we had kind of been like, looking into could we actually do this and like what would it look like for I would say like a year or two before Mm -hmm. like um we 
really like it, it, there's a lot of gray area that exists in like the plastics world and the injectables world in general. So it was a lot of like for the first two years, we're like, hey, like, can we even do this? And if we did, like, what does it look like? So a big part of it was just breaking down the barriers of like what we could and couldn't do and like what it would actually like look like. And how would, we need to get set up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. But again, like everything really happened like organically. Like I had decided to step away from the hospital. Um, we'd been talking about it for like two years at like mm -hmm. this point, like um, because she, her, her connections are really what made this possible. Like her cousin is our like lawyer and we were able to like, you know, she was able to help us from that end to like figure out what legally we could do. Right. Mm -hmm. And like how um, we needed to structure how ourselves. we needed to be set up and like how we could protect ourselves and our patients from like liabilities. That was like a big piece of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then kind of in the word of mouth, like I had always like touted, like I had Kaylin, like my best friend, like, are you interested? Like to my friends, like, are you interested in, cause people were starting to get more interested in Botox and filler and didn't know where to go. So I'd bring Kaylin over and be like, me, yeah. my, so we me like my started, friend Kaylin. Yeah, we started <laughs> with like a book of 10. Yeah, we started with a client book of 10, 10 friends. Yeah, just like 10 people and, you know, referral only. And from there it grew organically and now we're at a book of, we're nearing, we're over 350. Yeah. That's and so it's been about a year and a half. Yeah. That's so so it's all been very. It's natural yeah it's been all like very like organic and, and like slow but slow like, but in a good way in a like, good way like we didn't have to pump like a ton of money into we didn't have any money that's what i always say like we were started as concierge because that's all we could afford we couldn't afford an office we could afford a briefcase yep and product and so we just started slow slow build and then but i would say like also, it kind of just aligned too with like when we decided to start it. Like, it was she was really, COVID. it was during COVID. I was like done, done with ICU. ICU. I was like, this is not fun anymore. Like, yeah. I'm done. Perfect storm. And, when, it like the perfect storm. and then it she was, was the also ready storm. to like leave I was her job. So she done. was like, I hated my job. Yeah. We had, I had just gotten married. She was planning a wedding. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah. that was kind of like the main thing that kind of kicked it off that of like, is. okay, let's like, we're like, let's quit our jobs and plan our yeah, weddings. Like, this and... is like the only opportunity, like, the only chance opportunity we, we or chance we have to see if this is like actually like, mm -hmm gonna be something and um like let's just kind of like see where it goes but and our husbands were very like encouraging like the reason I quit had the courage to to quit my job in finance was like a yes I had Kaylin and I was like we can do something but also my husband was like you need to quit he's like yeah losing your light in your eyes yeah, yeah. oh that's yeah. so good to hear and man like yeah. hearing you guys share that I'm thinking of my own personal journey as well and me starting my design studio because I was navigating very similar waters. Like I was so unfulfilled. I had been planning for so long, but I was terrified because terrified. the perfectionist in me, and I feel like maybe mm -hmm. both of you can relate to this. It's like knowing your perfectionist nature as well. And I think it's like such a trait and an asset for the the industry that you're yep. in. Um, but it could also be the most debilitating thing ever. And for me, That's it was like, oh my gosh, I need to save this amount of money and I need to have these clients first. And it just yep. wasn't going to happen. I had to jump off the cliff at one point. That's and when I did, I was so supported. So did you have any of those doubts or fears or like what were any of the doubts and fears that you were navigating before you finally took the leap and went full time? 
I felt almost for me, like I felt like me quitting my job was like I was a failure. Mm. Like basically I was like, I couldn't let it go. <laughs> like yeah. I had to be doing this. And I was afraid of like the, it, like I didn't have a consistent paycheck anymore. That's scary too, living in New York. I was going from like full financial stability to, yeah, to, 100%, not, to 100%. not knowing what it looked like. I think something that we talk about all the time is like um, imposter, imposter syndrome, syndrome, like which yeah. we still struggle with. And we struggled with for like really the first, I, I literally was just oh. telling a patient in the office, yeah. like this is the first time I felt like, okay, like this is like this, what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like it's mm-hmm. hard when you're in the middle and you don't see the end, like, mm-hmm. cause you're, you, you struggle with like, is this, the right thing am i putting like the right amount of like energy like mm-hmm. like oh, everyone yes. has limited energy right like is this what i should be expending my energy on like when there are no like guarantees right like yep. but without mm-hmm. having like those guarantees that's where like the beautiful part comes out too of like mm-hmm. you see kind of what what it can be without like writing your own narrative so yeah i would say that's like the biggest thing that we felt like just the imposter syndrome. Like, is this what we should be doing? Like, are we good enough to Mm -hmm. get like a, like the client base? Like, are we good enough to have other people like want to support this too? And then it's like, kind of goes back to like, I hate the whole, like fake it till you make it um, statement. But part of it is like, you just kind of like, you keep going and you keep, you know, knowing that you're not, you don't necessarily know what it looks like. But like one day you wake up and you're not really like faking it anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like just in yeah. your element. So that's been like the biggest that absolutely things that I feel yeah. like we felt of like and obviously the stuff you know too, like never working hard enough, never doing enough, right? Like never like you can always be doing something more mm-hmm. and like what should we be investing our energy into? And like are we spending enough time doing the things we need to do? Because you kind of yeah. like your own boss right so you're mm-hmm. you get to kind of choose which is like what makes which oh, yeah. is a beautiful part of it but it also like can be anxiety yeah. provoking too so yeah. i would yeah. say those are the main things that all said yeah because yeah it's, it's always like time will tell but then it's For like sure. oh gosh are we gonna put in two years of time and then yeah we're gonna like, be told it didn't work but yeah but that's like the thing too right is it really took me like a year and a half of like doing this like every day and like committing to it to be like okay like i'm doing the right thing right like i think this is the right yeah i think and it took kaylin like a little bit longer than me yeah like it yeah it was i feel like it was like a month ago yeah literally was just like finally like like, okay yeah i was like kaylin like you need to be like proud yeah like be proud like own it like this is like what we're doing is great yeah and and when did you guys go full-time how long has it been a couple of years we started so we say like um january 2022 during the pandemic okay basically like the beginning of january 2022 was when we first like when we really launched and like had our like website i don't even know if we had a website then but that was like we had an office space and we were more like established, like really started figuring out like our books and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So it has been a year and a half. Yeah, it's been exactly yeah. like a year and a half. That's when we like, yeah, we had a name because our operate our agreements are in ratio. Yeah, exactly. And like November was when we quit our 
started to get more serious about it. Yeah, Almost well, that was starting yeah. to think about a name and stuff. And then January one, we were like full full throttle. Yeah, I like also was in St. Pete for a little bit, so I didn't move back until November of 2021. Yeah, I made so Kaylin move back. That was also part of it. Was like she got married in September, I got married in February. We like started like coming up with like what it would look like, and then I would fly a couple weekends like throughout then and we would like or like a, I would come for like a week and we would like set up my books or whatever and then we got the office space and we were getting busier so like less than a year huh so it's been like less no it's been a year when and do, was my wedding when was my you're wedding? gonna have 20? your two-year wedding anniversary this September okay so just yeah. under two years or so yeah huh? you guys right. touched on so many like beautiful things in your journey. Um, a lot that I can resonate with for my personal business journey, I think especially the piece, Kaylin, you touched on it, um, the imposter syndrome for sure. Um, and I think this is something that everyone is navigating, right? Like you're doing it, but then you're always questioning it. And I think as women, especially we carry this burden of feeling like we have to do all the things and is it good enough? And when is it finally going to be enough? So it's, I'm truthfully for me, especially having worked with both of you um, through the branding identity and extracting um, so much of that richness and beauty through the process, um, mm -hmm. and especially understanding all the traits and skills that you bring. It's like, it's surprising to me to hear you um, just having recently embraced that, but it's, it's almost like shadowing or like highlighting back to me. It's like, Ooh, <laughs> have I fully embraced that for me? Like, does that ever come a point? And I wanted to ask you like, what was that moment for you? Was it like just one day when you were working on a client that that struck you or like, what was that specifically? It was, I, re I remember it like very, not like vividly, but the, and I don't know why this was a marker for me or whatever, but I looked at my appointments from June the year before. And then I looked at my appointments from like June this year and I had tripled my appointment or my book. Wow. So I was like, okay, like that's like, <laughs> That is like attain like I can see that, that data. like that is like data yeah. like that, that is, is when marker like, that is point yeah wow. marker right like to be like okay I like I can find like there is the demand there like growth never happens as fast as you like want it to right like so part of it was like surrendering like those expectations of like what I should be I guess like mm -hmm. for myself and just like finally like being able to accept that like regardless of what this looks like in the end like mm -hmm. this I am doing what I should be doing right now and like these like the proofs in the pudding and I actually have like numbers and data to support that and so you good. know the increase in demand I think was like the biggest thing for mm -hmm. me that was like okay like yeah if I like yeah. we're doing something right right like we're doing something right. <laughs> We're doing something right. It's so good. And it's, it's so interesting too, how it's so simple because I imagine in that moment, it was you just looking at the number and I was like, yeah, Oh was shit, like, like I'm that. actually doing it. And it's wild because I do think there's something to be said about the fact that you had to have navigated those two years of, or almost two years of, you know, working, you know, under ratio, but also the prior eight years or however many you had of your experience to get you to that point. But it's almost exactly. like it all culminates and comes down to that moment. And that's such like a beautiful, powerful moment to have. So that's amazing. Um, Lisa, I wanted to ask you, cause you were speaking about your version of imposter syndrome too. And so did you have any like questions or shifts around your identity when you were switching over into ratio, especially coming from the world of finance. Cause that's like a completely different industry. Yeah. Like, were you thinking about any of those things for yourself? Um, yeah, I had 
excuse my French, hella imposter syndrome. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> I just the fact that like, because a lot of my job too entails like running like the business from like the business side of just like bookkeeping, taxes, like, mm-hmm. like what are our sales? What should like, what should we be pricing things? And I just felt like I was flying off the seat of my pants. Thank goodness I had like Kaylin, who's been in the industry for so long, you know, it's like a sounding board, like she had so much knowledge and stuff like that. But I still feel like I'm just figuring it out. Like, and people just expect like, oh, you're a CPA or like you worked in finance, like, yeah, this is like easy. And I'm like, no, actually, it's very different. And I'm just figuring it out day by day. Mm, Um, Yeah. Yeah, And I would say also not to like cut you off, but part of it was like, we didn't really have a good um like we had trouble see like because we were both doing like so much like together if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but I was like the one actually injecting Mm -hmm. it was like hard for us to see and for others to kind of like understand what her role is like I think for the first like year we were operating I was like she's the tax lady and she was like if you literally fucking say that one more time I'm gonna like kill you end it um so we once we also like were better at kind of like delineate like like figuring out what her actual like what her role was because she was always doing all of those things if that makes sense but we weren't like Mm -hmm. able to really like pinpoint like okay like this is everything because lisa really does do anything that's not like clinical and Mm -hmm, before we would like always work on that stuff together but like i always say this and i'll like die on that hill like Mm -hmm. i would not be able to i would not have been able to do any of this like without her she's like everything else of it and like People don't really realize like how much that includes or entails. Oh my gosh. Including yeah, that that. business. Yeah. yeah. I can't give myself credit for like anything. Yeah. Like we're really um, bad at giving ourselves, ourselves credit. credit. And also Kaylin taught me a lot too. Like I've learned so much just from like, like, like she taught me like how to do our client consultations, how to do like dosing, how to make recommendations. I didn't know how to do any of that before. Now I feel like so confident, yeah. like sitting down with patients and actually like going through the muscles of their face, making dosing recommendations. But for a long time, it was really, and it still is hard for me to like give myself credit for being good at that because it's not my background. Yeah. Because I don't have background yeah. and I feel like that's always been like a weight on my shoulder because like I'm so good at it because Kaylin like other than holding a needle right um Kaylin taught me like everything I know um so that was like really hard for me I'm like better at it now patients like trust us I think what's, I think what's so interesting is like I was thinking about this recently where as a society I think we have put like the traditional education in a box Totally. That if you don't go to school for this, or if you don't have your degree in this, then you like what basically like what right do you have kind of, you know, switching careers or doing all the things where at least in my experience, and it definitely sounds like from from the both of yours too, like actually being in the field, actually doing the work is where the like where actual tangible it. skills are garnered. And mm-hmm. so, and I mean, Kaylin, you come from such, I mean, that was your background, right? Yeah. So to lean into that. And then like Lisa, for you to be taught from Kaylin, who comes from all this wealth of knowledge and all that, it's, it's interesting hearing you speak about it because again, pushing and breaking all the societal kind of educational stigmas and norms, like it actually should be this way where like, oh my God, you are beyond qualified because of the circumstances that you're in, as opposed to whatever background you had or whatever past life corporate job experiences, like Mm -hmm. 
this is what you are currently doing. And because you are so naturally good at it. And like you were saying, like the numbers speak for themselves, like your books with your clients, you know, but it's so tough. And I imagine, I mean, I deal with this all the time too. It's like those questions of like, oh my gosh, well, this isn't what everyone else is doing, or this isn't what we were taught to do. So it's hard to push past those barriers. Yeah, it's like, it's not really, I'm not really utilizing like the degree I got, right? Like, right. like you struggled from, with all I of that. I struggled with that. And even Kaylin, like she was, you know, she's in the ICU saving lives. Like, and I think you still struggle with like, yeah, I do. Like, working, you know, we can always be doing more. We can always be. So we're, we've been yeah. learning to give ourselves grace and be oh, yeah. very like, we just always say give like, yourself grace. And just like um, enjoy, enjoy it. Yeah. We're, and now we're, yeah. And I think we really enjoy it. We like love what we do. Yeah. Um, we're really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. we get to just kind of like hang out with friends and make people feel good about themselves all day mm -hmm. and just like appreciating that for like what it is and like mm -hmm. how, even though I'm not like, it's not like a life or death thing anymore. Like that's really what to her point that she was talking about is like, mm -hmm. I've only struggled with like, because I am like the expert in this field, right? Like it, some of it can be a little like mundane just mm -hmm. because I've been doing it for so many years. I'm so comfortable with it. Like I could do it in my sleep at this point. Um, I struggle with that. Like, should I be like learning or doing more? Right. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just like with anything, right? Like we're, we're, we are where we are supposed to be like mm -hmm. in this moment. And like everything that has gotten us here has been like organic, like even in our office spaces that we've yeah. like had access to, right. Like that really came from like other people like stepping in and be like being willing to like yeah. help and and believing um, in us and believing in us right and giving so, us opportunities like it really did it felt like every time we got to a crossroads of like what's next something like fell into our lap yeah that said literally keep, that said keep going like an all yes. like the space opening up that we were able to utilize then like yeah. we were getting busy then like another office space being like we want to work with you. Yeah. We, like it just felt so Because cosmic. we were only in the office two days a week before when we switched we first to like our, our current location. Mm -hmm. Now we're there like, you know, 24 seven. We don't do concierge anymore. Yeah. We dropped the concierge. Um, because of the demand. Because we're in demand. But again, like yes. fortunate in that, which like, yeah. because my husband is like also been in the startup journey. Like he hasn't had such clear markers of like pass right. forward. So I think that's also been like something that's really allowed us to like keep fighting and believing in it because when there were a crosswords like that, there was something that was so blatantly like obvious of like, this is the mm -hmm. next step in the next direction keep that we going. didn't even have to like, think about it. You yeah. Know? yeah. That is amazing. And that is something that I especially try to lean into all the time. It's like those moments that feel easy and effortless are those like signs from the universe that okay, you're meant to do this and you're on your path. So paying attention to those things to kept, keep guiding you and keep helping your journey unfold is, is, is huge. And it sounds like that's exactly what the path looked like for you. I'm curious if there were any moments where you were met with resistance. So you're, you speak about like things kind of opening up and were there any like... <laughs> Were there yeah. any opportunities where like you had maybe tried to do something or maybe? <laughs> yeah. Um, when, Lisa, when Lisa moved to London, obviously mm -hmm. that was really difficult. So for the listeners out there, for the listeners, um, yes. Lisa 
like moved um i live in london she moved from new york like at the end of like like was it april mm-hmm. right like um and it kind of happened really quickly her husband kind of got like a an offer he couldn't refuse mm-hmm. like big really big boy job um and it was really fast because then by the time we figured out that they were moving was, from the time yeah, they were gone it was happening. like actually like less than like two months so it was a really quick turnaround um and that really like that I struggled with that a lot more than Lisa I think because mm-hmm. I'm such a like sign person and I was like are we ignoring a sign in the other direction right like because for whatever reason the universe has like taken you know has has away. has put space mm-hmm. between us right it's mm-hmm. um, and up until she left she was really like in the office with me every day like busy like right like we're like we were doing everything together so that really like challenged us um Mm -hmm. and just like more so me of just like keeping the faith of like that this is still like the right right. trajectory and i still believe it is because um even though like at the beginning we were like kind of joking like oh like we're gonna be better at our jobs blah 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 like that obviously wasn't the case at the beginning um like, but wow, now, this is harder but now i would say that is true right because yeah. we've we, we didn't like give up we still fought for like you know we what we believed in and we made it work um mm-hmm. and that's looked like yeah. her more frequently and like kind of when she's here we do more like sprints together and, mm-hmm. and do more like planning so yeah. while that was hard i do think it did force us to kind of like come up with more like segment not like segmented roles no, more like goals, goals and like jo- and like having to talk about like, that stuff more yeah, than just having, kind of like always being together having and to doing have hard conversations yeah wow, exactly what a gift well, it's yeah. so interesting because while it definitely sounds very hard and it's i mean it's like a wrench was thrown into your plan especially mm-hmm. as you guys were growing and it was probably feeling yeah, really we exciting like, oh, and while yeah, it was never so good to you. yeah and while it like you said, wasn't ever super, super fast. It was slow. I imagine this decision did feel very quick and you Mm -hmm. had to think on your feet and navigate it. But I always like to think of it too. It's like, what a gift because then there's opportunity to, and it sounds like you guys definitely embraced it to lean into whatever it was, like more structure, more organization for your business. (laughs) What would you say so far? Because it's only been a few months, right? Like three months, Lisa, you've been in London. Yeah. What, yeah. what have you, what would you say have been the biggest, um, I guess, yeah, like gifts, if we want to use that word that have come from that? Like, has it been like the business getting a little bit more organized, like communication streamlining? Can you speak to any of those? Yeah, both. I feel like the business has gotten a lot more organized. Yeah. Because it's like forced us to, and our communication has gotten better. Because a lot of times we'll be talking because we're with each other all day we'll think we said something to each other and we're like, oh, I just said that in my head. Yeah. Like, like we can't, we always just think each other can read each other's minds. Yeah. And then, so now we're having like dedicated time to actually like sit down for an hour every day and have like a catch up and get on the same page. Yeah. Whereas before that stuff kind of like went to the side because we'd be in the office anyway. We'd get in our like Yeah, we'd be like together. Can, you know, so. Um, time management. <laughs> still working on yeah, that yeah and i would say better. it just also like forced us to kind of like not improve like the client experience but be more realistic with ourselves yes. on like what we can and can't do and just like even like my process in the office because now i'm the only person like 
like obviously she comes back and stuff but i'm the only person that's like in injecting injecting doing and doing the entire chatting the entire process and that was a really big um that was difficult for that was difficult for me for yes. sure because i really relied on lisa even just like do filling like, filling like the space like filling the room with conversation yes like, and like doing those little things like photos and money and calculating and consents and so that I could think about the actual um like inje only the injectables right and so that was like one thing that when she left I noticed I like was having I was having difficulty transitioning like into that yeah. and so I've definitely found out ways to like it. to make it more streamlined just in my process so that I'm not like missing stuff or yeah. like that I'm I, controlling the like yes. patient interaction I would say more. to Kaylin you don't have to fill the room with conversation the whole time. Silence yeah. is okay. Which I'm also <laughs> more about too, right? Yeah. 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 You yeah. just got better at it, like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it just forces us to get better at like our individual to get better, goals be and more jobs. Efficient, show up on time. Schedule and stuff. It definitely, it definitely sounds like there was a curveball thrown your way. Um, which I also like to call like a test almost. Maybe it's like the question of how bad do you guys want this, you know? And I mean, just three months in and it sounds like you're navigating and not only that, but you're, it, 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 it truly to me feels like it's, it's a massive up level where it's forcing you to kind of look at the details that you might not have overlooked. And we were chatting briefly too before we pressed record about just you two reconnecting and that contrast of not being with each other that when you now are together and just the appreciation, yes, the friendship and all that, just the love that that fosters. And like, while the hard times are obviously can be super shitty and tumultuous, the mm -hmm. moments that I imagine you guys now have together probably feel that much more special and meaningful. Yeah. So yeah. it's like that gift in, in mm -hmm. the midst of all the, the crisis, if we even want to call it that, but I don't really think it is. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to um, ask and back up because like, we started talking about, well, the first question was regarding your friendship and how you guys, you know, came to just be in your personal life. And it's so incredible to witness you both now, not only maintaining that friendship, but almost lever literally leveraging it now in your business. So how, how would you say your friendship has influenced your business? Like if there's any tangible kind of examples or ways, because I imagine the fact that you guys as just one idea that's like coming fresh to my mind is because you two are so close, like there's just that inherent space of just like fun and trust and comfort and safety that you bring your clients, which is something we dissected in our strategy session together. Yes. Um, but I'm curious if there's any other ways, just you two having your friendship, like how has that supported your business? Um, do you want to start? Answer? Oh yeah, I can. I can. I, I just wanted, the only thing I wanted to um, like mention is that we are very fortunate because there are, you hear of like best friends that like yeah. go into business First together and like, like sure? it doesn't, yeah. Like, and we did get some of that too. Right. Like, cause businesses can sometimes destroy friendships yeah. and we were right. just fortunate enough that it only like mm -hmm. made ours stronger and like our relationship has like, I would say like develop like, yeah, our friendship has gotten just that much closer now that we like work together. Right. Because we're, we're getting more of that FaceTime. But I think, a big reason that we're successful in that is because we are pretty much always on the same page. Like we mm -hmm. think very, very similarly. Like 
again, we don't process information the same, which is like, we just bring that up because we'll get stuck in a loop oh sometimes gosh. where we'll, we're like, like, talk to each other for five minutes, like in an argument. Trying to like explain something trying to the to other explain, one. And then like at the end, we're like, oh my, we're saying the same thing. We're saying the same thing. <laughs> like, same, so that's same like, thing. Oh my gosh. Good, but like how we process it is different. So like, that's really kind of like the only like struggle. Yeah. And I really think that the it's only so like true kind of like, um, like hiccup or like, like contention point was like when she did move to like London and I was feeling like very like lost, lost and alone. just alone. And, um, like I had trouble like talking to her about it, like, yeah. because she was my friend and I was like, and I was aware that like, she had a lot of shit going and, on. Right. Like mm -hmm. she was just moving, like, like it was a lot like on both sides. And so I was like telling my brain that, but my heart was not like, feeling that too mm -hmm. so that it wasn't really like a blowout or anything like that but it just was a hard conversation that like we've had yeah. to have that we've been fortunate to not really need to because we haven't really been not on the same am yeah. I making sense yeah you no, like making sense yeah. um yeah it was just like a hard conversation I yeah that was probably just the hardest conversation that we ever had and then we were like okay how do we find how do we solve for it yeah like what's the solution and yeah. like we came up with like a solution together. I think yeah. that the fact that we had such a strong foundation to begin with, like people are always like, oh, this is my best friend or this is my friend. And like, I don't know if they're as fortunate as like, we're like, like this is like family. Like, yeah, do you like, know what I mean? Like our foundation yes. was like, always solid. We could always talk to each other. And I think- That's the thing our, too, is and, like, we're very like, we don't let shit like, yeah, bother us. Like, like we, we just say like it right we say away. it to each other. Like we're very good at like being like open communication, like and immediate yeah. and direct. We're very and like direct. we can end up like and we both are willing and we, to compromise and too. We compromise too. And we like balance each other out, I think, really. hundred percent. Well. Yeah. But I think like that foundation helped us in being business partners because we were always able to talk to each other and be honest as like friends should. Um and then, oh, and then the other point I was going to make is I think our friendship really did shine in like patient appointments. Like it, it always like, and that was one of the things we were worried about with me leaving was like our dynamic, the, was, dynamic. the dynamic was really powerful. Like our chit chat during like patient appointments, I feel like did make patients like always feel super comfortable with us. Cause it was like, we're just two like chatty girlfriends who like, like it's like a very casual like conversation and we're like, like approachable yeah like, we're approachable and like you know we're give like I'm giving examples about Kaylin or Kaylin's giving me example I don't know it's just like our dynamic absolutely and our friendship makes like our patients feel comfortable and like have a really fun experience like yeah really. yeah and that um, was like a big part of what we, we were like worried about with like me not yeah but also there. why we were so successful so but quickly yes, which we never really give like credit to credit it's just to. like we were like we are we are approachable and people like watching like two best friends like yeah I actually, have that. yeah i don't mean to interrupt but i actually wanted to ask you both if that was something that you had recognized as your gift because when we had been working together for your brand strategy and um, extracting the purpose and intentionality behind ratio. It was like, it, it was especially really interesting to unpack both of your roles. And, mm -hmm. but beyond that, it was more so the, the inherent personalities and gifts that you both bring to make ratio what it is. And I think this is 
a topic of conversation that is so fresh in my head as I'm actually working with a couple new clients exclusively exclusively just doing brand strategy and unpacking like mm-hmm. who are you as a person and how is that translating in your brand? Because I feel like a lot of people um, when they start their businesses feel this pressure to almost want to be put into some sort of a box of, you know, if I'm in this industry, I should be this way. And they kind of overlook who they inherently are and lose themselves in the process, if that makes sense. And I think what was so beautiful is unearthing both the two of you and also kind of ratio and where the brand stands as, as a whole is understanding that you have this beautiful gift of bringing people together, making them feel comfortable because trust, that word trust is like so massive in your industry for sure. Like how do you trust someone to, with this really intentional, like delicate procedure, injectables, like in the face, out of all places on your body, it's the most outward part, right? And I think in large part, the reason for that is because of the personalities and the comfort and the warmth and the fun that both of you bring. So I guess this is all to say, and my question to you is, did you ever recognize that like going into it? Cause I know we spoke at the beginning about imposter syndrome, but you two both inherently know yourselves. Right. So did you know, going into it, like, oh, I'm a sociable person. Like I can make these people comfortable. Like these people are my family. Or did that come later after recognizing maybe hearing testimonials from clients or just reflecting on your experiences or seeing the numbers in the book? Like, Oh my God, I have 350, you know, clients. I can't. <laughs> For me, I don't think I realized how powerful it was at the very beginning, but then shortly soon after did just with like the feedback that we were getting, like ever, like we were having a problem, like we were having a problem, not a problem, like patients always wanted to get drinks after their appointments or like book them later. Like everyone, like Like people people wanted to hang out out. with us. Like (laughs) we were like like, extra time for certain like patients and we're like, we're like which we love too which we obviously love. Like, like, but... obviously that's like one of the best parts about the job and we were just like oh like we are like we're like a fun dynamic duo and like and i think uh i don't know i think in the beginning like we've it took like us a while to find our groove yeah like, like we started i don't know how to I don't know. I think part like yes and no. First of all, I think Lisa's always like underestimated like how warm and like approachable she is because like I still like I still like believe that like a, like the majority if not like 90% of our growth is like from Lisa and like mm-hmm. her getting out there and like talking about it and like being so comfortable mm-hmm. and approachable like she does have that inherent ability just to make people feel safe and comfortable. And I don't think I don't have that either. I think that like I have that too, but for me, it was more of like, okay, I'm like the clinical person. Like I don't want like, because I've been in offices before it's, it's just different when you have like your injector selling you on stuff. And so Mm -hmm. she was always like, it was kind of like the proof in the pudding of like, Hey, like we don't have, like we actually don't have skin in the game. Like we're We're just just trying trying to to like help you know, make you feel more like yourself. And then Kate, what, sorry to interrupt you, but then I was going to say, and then Kaylin's gift is that her results speak for themselves. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? And having, since we are referral only, having our patients speak to their results and their friends seeing it and then wanting to come see us and like knowing immediately like, oh, Kaylin's like it, like she's an expert at it. Like, so that dynamic too, like. Yeah, so, but I do think like, it did take us a while, like just the imposter syndrome stuff yeah. of being like, okay, like 
we this is a big part and i i would say we didn't really acknowledge it until like lisa left yeah we were were like like, okay like is this gonna affect our like and it didn't. Or, and it didn't. Still it was love great. Out with you. But like you're all <laughs> so involved. I'm still so involved. Like and patients I think, will like I think, come into the office and they'll be like confused. They're like, I literally thought like Lisa was here because she'll be like responding to them. Like, have a seat. We'll th- grab you in a second. Like, yeah. So she hasn't. She has done a really good job at not letting that. Yeah. Part like feel like so separated. If that makes sense. So it still mm-hmm. feels like we're still like taking yeah, care of together. you, which we are. Like. She still does the majority of like the patient, patient communication, communication and stuff. So, and that's always been like what's been our six, like why we've been so successful too, is because we're like very high touch with the communication. Like, we are in contact with our patients constantly. We make it very clear to them that they can reach us and ask us questions at all hours. And like, normally, like, I unless like I need Kate, like Kaylin for something, like, I'm the one talking. So, they even if I wasn't there for their appointment, like, it's a new patient, you know, from last week I haven't met yet. I feel like they feel like they know me. Yeah. Like, like our personalities shine through like our text communication. And yeah. And we just like compliment each other. We well. compliment each other. We do compliment each other. Well. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and another story I can think of where like, I feel like our personalities like shine through um, where I didn't realize it. And then afterwards I realized it was when we did our first event. Like that's mm-hmm. when I like, yeah. oh, people in-person, like in person event. We did a we did our first event two months ago. It was in March, yeah. March. Um, so three months ago. Whatever. It was our first like big event. We were doing a presentation and live injections. And there was only supposed to be like 15 people and then like 35 people signed up. And we were like sprinting to like make this like the best event ever. And like we didn't like we had like our little deck and everything. And we were so nervous. Yeah. Because like 35 people showed up. We thought we like bombed it. We like still like cry laugh when we yeah. like go over like oh my god. Like we're like, oh my god, it was we're like, but oh then my like god. the feedback we got from everyone and the patients we like acquired from that yeah, like event. The, the converted just the from conversion. Like, hearing yeah, and like hearing our dynamic, like we couldn't believe that people liked us. Oh my god, more support. Yeah. That is I love that so much and talk about another clear sign from God like you guys are doing it like you're you're on the right path and you know it's so I think about this because again you we're we continue referencing the imposter syndrome and like you know not feeling good enough which I like I'm navigating I don't know if that I guess the thing that I'm trying to get at is that it, that might not ever go away, right? <laughs> like there's yeah, always going to be those moments because I think, some yeah, because I think doing an in-person time. event, that was the first time that you had done something in person as opposed to, or like an event like this, as opposed yeah. to, um, you know, your regular routine. So I think, you know, in every milestone, in every kind of situation, there's, there's going to be, you're going to be met with that. But I think in those moments where you're shown support, like you so clearly and beautifully were in this situation, it's like, okay, like I could do this and maybe we're going to do another event and it's going to be even bigger and better. And it's just continuing to guide you, which I love to hear so much. So that is amazing. Yeah. And I think too, for a long time we were like, what? I know for like, we bombed also too, like, I don't think we gave ourselves enough credit for like, which we don't, that's like the number one. We never, Kaylin really doesn't. I don't, I can't take biggest obstacles is Kaylin's mind. Yeah. My brain is is so no, but I hear you on that because the receiving is so hard. It's like we're such givers. I don't know if this is a woman thing or what, but like 
we can give, but it's so hard to be open to receiving sometimes, right? But it's, I'm so, it just, it makes me happy, Kaylin, to hear you had that moment though, where you like looked at that client book and were like, okay. I know, I know. It was like, this is scary because I was, I've, it's yeah. something I've always struggled with, just like being good enough, right? Like, Mm-hmm. Like, I feel that being good so enough much. to like touch people's faces and I keep telling her she's too good. One of my coaches um, that I had worked with said something to me that's really resonated that I always try to go back to. It's like she used the word anointing yourself. She's like, at one point, she's like, you just have to like hand yourself the baton. Like no one's gonna do it for you. Like you just gotta fucking anoint yourself, and that yeah. stuck with me so bad because I think for for me at least, I'm like, it's like you're. I was feeling like, oh, I need to wait for someone to give me that right compliment or do that right thing or whatever. And I, I get complimented all the time with my work and there's stuff coming and blah, blah, blah. But I think it's just that moment where we just got to give it to ourselves, you know, yeah, and it's I hard. Like- I mean, it takes time. And I think there's something to be said about trusting the timeline and the journey for everything to unfold the way it's meant to, because it's not going to yes. happen overnight. Um, and those thoughts are going to come up, but the more you push through them and just stand in your power, <laughs> I guess, for lack of a better expression, is is just the way to keep going. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And I agree. And you absolutely should. Another huge milestone was when we worked with you for our branding. Yeah, that was like, huge. We, we cried. Like, it was so beautiful. You guys made, you guys made me so emotional, too. Like, <laughs> like it was so beautiful like, for me. I felt, like, so oh. real. Like, you saw Like, our vision us. was, like, coming to life and, like, that actu- were, yeah, like, yeah. actually valid and, like. Actually valid. Like, your support meant, like, the world to us, truly. And the fact that you were able to manifest it into something, like, so beautiful. And, like, mm. that was, like, in our brain that we could never get on paper. I know. Like, we were, like. Without you, like. I know. Just we were, like, blown away. We were, like, I can't away. believe she just, like, gets it. We can't oh, believe, I like, see that. It's, Thank it's, you. It was such a fulfilling Thank you. I, I received that and it was such a fulfilling process for me. And this was actually a question I wanted to ask too, just regarding the brand, because I think what made it especially fulfilling for me was you had this really beautiful concept of ratio. Um, and I actually wanted to ask, how did the name come to be? Because what what made the process really fun and extra rewarding was that there was so much to pull from, right? Like it wasn't just an arbitrary name. Like it came with so much depth and substance and meaning. And actually hearing you both speak about your personal gifts and traits. So like Kaylin, you're more artistic and, and all that. And then like Lisa, you might bring more of the structure and logic, but that's all that like ratio yes, and the Fibonacci sequence. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> No, that's what all of that is. So how did you come up with the name ratio? Um, Because it's such a powerful concept. We can both tell it. Yeah. I remember we were sitting in the office. I like remember us sitting there. I thought we were in your, um, I thought we were in your um, apartment. No, we were in the office. I thought we're talking about the Frankfurt Frankfurt plane. plane. Explain the Frankfurt plane. Yeah. So I (laughs) guess, um, I didn't really realize that I was like yeah. I'd always been treating accord like according to the according okay. to like these yes so ratios. there's the golden just, ratio which is this mathematic and scientific phenomenon that exists in nature that explains beauty through proportions and symmetry and it's everywhere you look um, in nature throughout the cosmos there's also over twenty different golden ratios in your face this whole time the way that Kaylin was treating 
was based off of the golden ratio. And we yeah. didn't know that. So we were like struggling we were because talking. we're like complete, like it's oh, yeah, not we like we're like it's not we're not sure. Like I couldn't really like remember the actual like concept, if that makes sense. Like I learned about this. Like shout out yeah. to like my original injector, uh-huh. Dr. Miller. He's an amazing. Um, he like I remember like years ago being in his office and like looking at rhinoplasty books and like mm-hmm. so it came from like he really taught me first about like the Frankfurt plane, which is yeah. the angle from like your ear to your nose to your chin. So it's like this is supposed to be like a 45 degree angle. So that's why sometimes like when he was consulting on like getting a rhinoplasty done or a chin implant, like that was back to like the facial balancing. And I remember reading in this like book that like the sum of all of the ratio, like the ratio, some of all of the angles of the face, the most important part of the face is actually like the interior cheek and mm-hmm. that there's all these like scientific and mathematical proportions. And so I had been treating that way, but we really couldn't like figure out what we didn't it didn't click. It didn't click until and like we started. I like remember texting Dr. Miller. I was yeah. like, what was that like called? Like, yeah. you know, the like We're actual like, thing. And, <laughs> and it started with the conversation about the Frankfurt plane. And yeah. then we were like Googling and we're like, it's like this angle or like, she's like, there's this word in this textbook. She's like, I know I have this book in storage. And then we were just I know, like, it's like, I could see it in my like, head. She's but like, there's like, like this, there's a name for this. And then we were like Googling and we like made a list of like hilarious names. Um, and then, and then I, didn't we just like kind of stumble upon like, yeah, then we were then reading we were about the Fibonacci like... sequence. And we're like, oh my God, this is so cool. And we're like, one of our names was like Fibonacci or like, not like just whatever. We were going off a of playoff and then we found the golden ratio. Yeah. And that was just kind of like when and it then, all clicked and we were like. And then I looked up that's when I was sitting in the office. Cause I know, cause I looked at the domain and I was like, Oh my gosh, the name ratio is available. Like this is it. I'm buying it now. Oh, yeah. Meant for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that I was when we really were struggling with like what to call for it. For a long time. For, I mean, like, we still have months. like the list somewhere. Yeah. Like, I wanna, like find it. Cause I know it was go so through funny. It. it was so long, but it really just kind of like all clicked together and we were like, that's we're, like, it. Oh, like, this is exactly how we've been this treating. This is how we treat. This is, this is our complete concept. assessment. Like, it's like that finally, is what it is. Yeah, we were finally able to kind of like bring it home of like this is what all of our like this is what our business is based on. Like right. we had a clear mission from the beginning, I would say, as far as like, you know, minimal, natural, like assessing, assessing the, the entire face, mm-hmm. like, you know, only giving you what you need type thing, like not like overfilling or over freezing, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, so we'd always kind of applied those principles, but it really took us like thinking of the name and like having that click of like, okay, this is like actually how we're doing. Yeah. That. And, and it's and, like what we were doing. We're like, of course this yeah, is what it was, we're called. Yeah. It was, it was just kind of like perfect again, like a cosmic thing. It was so cosmic. Truly. I love it. Brand naming is so interesting. And I think people don't recognize how not only important it is, but how difficult it is. Because when you're starting a business, you could think, okay, I mean, there's so many different avenues you could go in. But from my experience, what I found are especially just the clients that I've worked with, the 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 names that hold the most um, like conceptual language, if we want to call it that, have the most potential and richness for exploring, especially from a design perspective. Because I think what I especially loved about Ratio is 
there's this whole kind of concept of mathematics and geometry that lives, but it's rooted in beauty. But then you have nature and architecture, which is my background. Like it was like the perfect blending of so many beautiful concepts that just make it easier for them the design process to go through. So I think Honestly, I mean, that's why the process for the design was so seamless, truthfully, like in a large part, I mean, there were so many other reasons, but the name, like working with the name was so powerful. Um, so I just wanted to share that because I think, oh, thank you, for thank saying you. That. Yeah. you know, you guys landed on it and especially knowing that your process like literally embodies <laughs> working with the golden ratio and all that, mm-hmm. um, is so powerful. So um, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot to the naming, um, but to whatever capacity people like even people listening, starting thinking of starting a business, you can hone in on something deeper rooted and more conceptual that almost in a way like thoroughly embodies <laughs> what you're doing. And I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's interesting to hear your journey because it, it didn't come overnight. Like it was something that took time mm-hmm. to unearth, but I think that's okay. And it probably needed to take that time for you guys to recognize like, oh, okay, this is actually what it is. Yeah, 100%. And just to your point, and then we can like move on. But I do think like, because we had a very clear idea of like Mm -hmm. our goals and values, like starting off that, like, even though we didn't have the name, the name kind of like fell into place, like, because we were so clear on kind of like our our mission, mission, if that makes sense. Like, we've always said that we like stay in our lane, right? Like, we're like, we offer like, three things that's it like we don't like we, we're trying to keep it minimal we're trying to make it accessible like we've had a very clear vision of like what we wanted this mm-hmm. to be for people and that is what kind of allowed us to like actually because we were so clear if that makes sense is mm-hmm. what allowed yeah. like everything else to organically happen yeah. I love I that think, like, I, I absolutely think you agree, yeah yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, I wanted to jump um, to a few closing questions now that I've been asking my clients that I love. So one of the most rewarding, fulfilling um, things from just these interviews, um, but also from the process of working with my clients has been understanding the purpose behind the brands, um, basically what you stand for, who you are, all that that entails. So I wanted to ask you both, what does that word purpose mean to you? Like when you hear that, like what inherently comes to mind? And do you feel like you're currently living your purpose? Yeah, I think I like for me, purpose is like patience, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm very like clinical, um, clinical brain. Um, so like making people feel more like themselves mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. like being able to like take your power back. Like I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of stigma like associated with injectables, Um And like the reason I even started in injectables to begin with was actually because I had experience in like the burn unit. And um, like after, like there was this part of like after, you know, you get through like the worst part of your life, like the rehabilitation where you like don't look or feel like yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think I was just able to see like, you know, how detrimental that can be to everything, like how you approach your job, like how you approach your relationship. Like if you don't feel like yourself and you don't feel like, you know, the best, if you just don't, you just like, if you feel gross, right. Like you don't, it, it translates into everything else you're doing. Right. And I think society as a whole does like value us like on our external appearance and beauty. And, um, I think that people should like have the right to take their power back. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what the whole purpose is, right. Just like 
patients being able to like take their power back, feel like themselves, Mm -hmm. like feel more confident in their relationships, their job, their like work, whatever it looks like for them. Right. That's really what it's about is not like changing, like not Not changing changing your your face, face, not like augmenting. Right. But like, if you have like a pimple on your face, right? Like you're, like, yeah. and you go into a meeting, like you're fucking thinking about the pimple, pimple. on your, it's the, it's the right. same thing. So it's just about giving a safe platform for patients to be able to talk this stuff through mm-hmm. because it is the wild west. And that's what we always say in every consultation and conversation, like even on repeat patients, like it's a journey that we're on together. Yeah. Like you don't have to just, you know, buy into this. Like, it doesn't matter if I see something or if something bothers me, if it doesn't bother you. Right. Right. So it's just, that's, I think what at least makes me get up and go to work Mm -hmm. in the morning, just like giving people that confidence and to feel like themselves for as long as possible and using it like in a safe, approachable and natural way. Right. So good. Do you have anything to add? I know. Um, no, that was like beautifully said. Thanks. Yeah, it really is about giving her back. Yeah. (laughs) The only other thing I was going to say, like, just to add to that is like, when I first started to be like, wow, this is like something really beautiful. Like, because it's an industry that's like very vanity based, right? Vain. Like, there's stigma, whatever. So, and like, that's not what we're trying. Like, that's not how we want to be perceived. That's not how our patients want to be perceived. One of the things that really stuck with me, like, early on was like with patients with their smiles like you can there's like i didn't realize like like there's in botox like some people who smile have like a lot of gum show right you can put like two units of botox to slightly like drop it and then so they don't have as much yeah so like they don't have as much gum show it's like so like i would never i never thought about it because i didn't have it whatever patients coming back to us and like now they're smiling in photos. Yeah, like they wouldn't and smile like, with their teeth. They're like, and they I, just adjusted their life they because just, of it. Yeah, they never smiled in photos before. Now they're like, I smile all the time. I feel so much more confident. And the fact that like they got their smiles back, it was just like, I was like, like it was just special. That's so good. That's little, so good. It's little things. Yeah, I love Luckily. that so much. What would you say to anyone who – has a burning desire on their heart to either start their own business or just take that leap of faith um, to do something, but maybe having fears or setbacks. Um, just from hearing your story and hearing how you had have navigated starting Ratio and spe- like you both speaking to your fears, for anyone listening who's like, oh my God, I feel like I could never do that. Or they're just feeling debilitated by their own fear. Any mm-hmm. advice or words of wisdom? Do you have anything? I know. I want to say just like go for it truly. But like, I guess for us, it also depends on like your circumstances, right? Like I like the way that we did it was very like slow. Like we're like, like step by step, like kind of see how it plays out. Like, you know, we didn't like spend our life savings into like jumping into it and like gung ho, like go slow, see like how the stars align. If it's like making sense, like I absolutely think anyone like thinking about something who has like, like a talent in that area and like wants to explore it should absolutely. Cause like, I can't even believe like how happy my job makes me. And I never thought I would have that. Like, I always was like, Oh, I'm so like lucky in love and like friendship. Like that's, that's what I have. Like, whatever, like work is just a different bucket that will just never fulfill me. Like you can like, like you can have both, you can have both. Like you actually can. So yeah. 
I and think I mean, it's, it's not it. for like the faint of heart. heart obviously, yes, it's like, way harder it's than we thought. A long like journey, and um, it's like great, right? But like you know, even just like with like what you should be like paying yourselves, and like yeah. a lot has to go back into like growth and business, and you don't really get to see like you know, you don't get a lot of those validating markers until like you spent time building. Yeah. But I would just say like, like going back to what Lisa said is you just have to hunt 100% like follow your gut. Like, yeah, follow your gut. I, I don't believe like that, like timing is always right for everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, you know what the timing looks like for you. And if like mm -hmm. you're feeling that itch or you're feeling like, you know, maybe your supervisor changed at work and this is something you've like thought about for forever mm -hmm. and your like partner, like you just left your part, whatever, whatever it looks like, right? Just mm -hmm. like not ignoring like the signs gut, yeah. and just like being brave enough to like put yourself out there because there's never going to be a right time. Yeah. There's never going to be like a never. completely black and white, like this is what you like, this is when and this is what you should be doing. And a lot of like our growth and where we got to where we are was yeah. just like by listening to our guts. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, oh, so good. I love that so, so, so much. I'm taking it's so important. Yeah. And I'm taking all of that for myself to just continuing just little reminders as the journey unfolds for, for all of us. Right. Like, cause we're granted, we are doing it now. We are entrepreneurs, like we're doing the business, but there's always uncertainties that are going to come up and changes and pivoting. So just coming back to the trust, trusting the intuition, trusting the gut, all of that stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> Taking that yeah. one. And being um, okay without instant gratification. There's no yeah. instant gratification in this game. And like, there's always going to be like a messy middle, right? Yeah. Like they don't ever start fairy tales the, yeah. in the middle, right? Like it's like the beginning and the end. And so what your middle looks like looks different for everybody and just like not you know, Try, giving yourself yeah. grace and like trusting yourself, trusting your gut. It's literally like yeah. the only thing that has gotten us where we are. Amen, sister. Remember Okay. My final question. Yay. This one's my favorite. Um, oh. So you, you both know my brand is all about home and the mm -hmm. meaning and symbolism behind it. And I'm calling the show the homecomings podcast too, to inspire people to listen to that come back home to themselves, like find what it is that really lights them up and fulfills them. So I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite memory of home? Or when you think of that word, what comes to mind? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. Like, like home now? It could be anything. It could be as personal as you want. It could be, yeah, anywhere. I mean, home is obviously like my husband. I know, I was going to say the same like, thing. Um, home is where your heart is. Yeah, where your heart is. And I like family, obviously. Yeah. Um, I guess like I feel like very at home in our office too. We like work yeah. with like lovely ladies and um, I like got to, we got to set it up like, you know, we got to decorate it ourselves. And so it very much feels like our, our own curated, like, yeah, I love the art so much. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I know. Um, but yeah, that's like kind of a hard, hard I question. I know that's a hard like, question. Obviously, like, I think home is whatever you make of it, right? Like, mm -hmm. having the, I think home can be like people sometimes, like Lisa's yeah, very Kaylin's homey home. to me. And like I always say, we're both married, but like, we're work wise. Yeah. Like, like, I, I have, have like my a husband home. and a wife. I know. I have um, my home. Like, truly, I do have a home with you. I have yeah. A home with it's my so home. true. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think like people, relationships, and 
That's where home is. It's like where home is, at least for me. And it looks different for everybody, but that's really what I would say. Like, Mm -hmm. I agree. It's beautiful. Thank you both. Well, this was such a joy. Thank you both for coming on. I love this conversation. Can you share with people listening where where they can find you? Plug yourselves. (laughs) Oh, yes. So you can find us on www.ratio.nyc. So we are accepting new clients. We are referral only. um, And we're in the Manhattan area. Yes. We're located in Nomad. Um, yeah, and our, just and, come check us yeah, out. Yeah, come like, check us out. Um, book a new client consultation, um, and we'll chat your ear off about yeah. how all of these things work and how we can utilize them to benefit you. And then our Instagram, where you can find our amazing branding, mm-hmm. um, is ratio.nyc. Yes. And I mean, even if we're like the consult's always free. So like yeah, we, consult's always free. And we do virtual We recommend consults. just like anyone that's ever like thinking about it, like mm-hmm. just to like talk, like just to just get to the information. Like we're very education focused. And, and there's zero pressure. We, we always say pressureless um, appointment. Like, yeah, exactly. You do not have to treat. If you want to treat though, you can. We're just trying um, to educate we're just trying spread to, the good yeah, word. Yeah, we always say we're just trying to spread the good word. <laughs> exactly. People are talking about it and we'll give you the right guidance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. These are powerhouses. Thank you for having us. Always lovely. Hi again, it's me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully you were able to garner some takeaways and nuggets for your personal home journey. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you left a rating and review. And if you'd like to connect deeper, find me at Studio Dumka on Instagram where I share content on all things home, of course. (laughs) Sending a big, cozy, homey hug your way, friends. Till next time.